Okay, let's get into Parshas Dvarim, Tavshin Pei Gimel. Again, a new Sefer, a new Sefer in the Torah, Parshas Dvarim. This Sefer takes us all the way to the end of the year, till Simchas Torah, um, and uh, we continue uh, our Shiurim, and we start off with the name of the Sefer. We know Sefer Dvarim has a name, every Sefer has a name <coughs> by Yechazal. Sefer Bracious is called Sefer Ayashar, by Yikra is called Torah Skonim. Chumash HaPakudim is Bamidbar, and Dvarim, of course, is Mishneh Torah. Reb Salvechik discusses the name Mishneh Torah and its significance in source number one. In the Mesorah Sarav, you have there that the Rav notes that also Dvarim is the only Sefer that doesn't start, besides Bereshus, we start with a Vav. Ve'elishmos, Vayikra, and Ela Dvarim. So uh, the... Um, right, Elua and Bamidbar is, uh, starts off with a Vav too, but Dvarim does not, as if it's a separate Sefer. Eila Hadvarim, right? Eila, as Rashi says in the beginning of Parshas Mishpatim, Ve'ela, Ve'ela is a Hosafa. Eila is a, is a something new. Something new. Second of all, Rav Salvejic points out, um, as we know, Dvarim is Moshe Rabbeinu talking. Moshe Rabbeinu is not in third person, uh, but Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking in first person. He is the narrator of Sefer Dvarim. Um, says Rav Salvechik, uh, so what's the purpose of Sefer Dvarim? What is the goal? Uh, what is the essence? So he writes in the second paragraph on line 8, the Gemara in Megillah, Daflamet Aleph, refers to Sefer Dvarim as Mishnah Torah. Mishnah is from the word Shinun, to study, to train one's mind. Vishinantem Levanecha. That's uh, Mishnah. Originally, Sefer Dvarim was given as Mishnah. Originally, the Sefer was Torah Shebalpeh. Only later, at the end of Moshe Rabbeinu's life, do we read that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote this. He wrote, as it says in the end of the Torah, in Paraglam and Oliver, Salvation quotes the Pasuk, that Moshe Rabbeinu uh, was told by a Kaddish Baruch Hu to write, to write down everything that he had passed down um, uh, orally up until then. Paraglam and Oliver, Pasuk Chavdalid, Vahikachalos Moshe Lichtov, as Divya Torah Zos Al Sefer Ad Tumam. And it was uh, only then that it was, uh, that it was completed. So it's fascinating that Dvarim was Torah Shebalpeh, and then it became Torah Shebechsav. Right, like Yehuda Anasi, much later, decided to write the Mishnah, this is the original Mishnah, Mishnah, which became Torah, which became Torah Shebechsav. And therefore, if Salvechik says that Dvarim has a double sanctity, both as Torah Shebechsav and Torah Shebalpeh. Right, in the first four books of the Torah, Hashem addresses the community, while in Dvarim it is Moshe. In the first four books, Moshe is the medium through which Hashem addresses the people. <coughs> Moshe served as a Navi, repeating verbatim what God told him. But in Dvarim, it's Torah Shabbat Peh, which means Moshe is not only a Navi, but he's a Rebbe. He's a teacher. He becomes in this Sefer Moshe Rabbeinu. Right, up until now, he was been Moshe Hanavi, and in this, really it started, obviously, from Maimon Arsinai. But here he gives over the Biur HaTorah, and he himself takes an active takes an active role. Relating to this is a thought that I gave you from the Shemi Shmuel in the name of his father, in the name of the Avnenezer. Said the Shemi Shmuel, Venira Lafarish, there in source number two, what he quotes from Avi Adonim Mori. Sorry, I got a little cut off on the left side, some of the lines. Shemishta Torah Basher Moshe Mipiatzmo Amra Nira Shehi Emtsai Bein Torah Shebechsav Torah Shebalpeh. It is a transition or even middle-level Kedusha 
between Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat What does that mean? So he quotes the Gemara in the Dharm Dafchav Beis, where the Gemara tells us, Yisrael, if B'nai Yisrael hadn't sinned with the Egel, lo lahem Torah, Yoshua. We only would have received the Torah and Sefer Yoshua. If we wouldn't have sinned, that's all we would have needed. What does that mean? We wouldn't have gotten all the mitzvahs of the Torah. V'yena pirush this wouldn't have meant that oh Moshe that we wouldn't have gotten any more Torah right Torah and Hashem decided only later to give the Torah Shabbat Pet. no and the Beis Halevi talks about this in his drushes as well we mentioned this years past Chas V'Shalom Lo Markein Chas V'Shalom to say that we would not have gotten Torah Shabbat Pet had we not sinned Ki Torah Shabbat Pet She Pnimi is Torah Shabbat Sav they go together. There was always Torah Shabbat Peh behind the Torah Shabbat Sav. And the plan was always to give both. Below Yitachin Zu, below Zu. It's impossible to have one without the other. Ubilti Torah Shabbat Peh, lo tivada shum mitzvah ketzalasosa. We don't have any idea how to do any mitzvah in the Torah. So it doesn't make sense to be a, the, the Karaites that they put on tefillin between their eyes and they, they write tefillin on the, on the uh, doorways. It doesn't make sense because they're, oh, that, because we only take Torah Shabbat Sav. How do you know what to write on the on the doorpost? How do you know what fillin look like? How do you know what shape? How do you know what color? You can't know anything. You only t- you take partial Torah Shabbat Peh. So, so says the Shemi Shmuel. Without Torah Shabbat Peh, you can't understand any mitzvah. Tfilin, mahin, tzitzis, mahin, vechadome. So what does that mean? That we would have we would have only received the Torah and say for Yoshua. What about all of the the rest of the Torah? So he says it's similar to what Rashi quotes at the end of Parshas Mishpatim. Shabbaseres hadibro, shadibro atzmo machzirok alechad v'Yisrael, v'omer lemikabani ato alechad kafakam mitzvos, yeshbi, every one of the dibros, the Medrash tells us, so to speak, went to Am Yisrael and say, accept me, accept me, these are the mitzvos that are included in me. What does that mean? Where it's underlined. Hainu, shakal taryag mitzvos uprateyen, kulam nir mazen baseres hadibros. All the mitzvahs, the Aserah Zedibros are really ten categories of mitzvahs. And all the mitzvahs, as Rashi quotes of Sadi going to the end of Mishpatim, says, El But it's hidden. And you have to search for it within the Aserah Zedibros. Vaaz ba'asher hayu Yisrael betachlis ha'izdakukus when Bnei Yisrael originally, when we came out of Mitzrayim, we got the Torah when we were in the ultimate level of purity, then we could look at the Aserah Zedibros and we could see all the mitzvahs. Hayeroim ba'osan tevos shel adibros kol aramazim mikol amitzvos lechol prate prateyan atzal yitzrichem pirish right until we wouldn't need commentary we would see anochei shabalkecha we would know everything that's included we were on such a level but because that clarity did not continue achlo esmidu b'shir is dachuzu v'tekev nishtanu b'amram daber atayim on avanishma even right away we said agadus baruch we can't we can't continue hearing it directly from you. And then, of course, later on, they actually fell with the Egel. So, Torah Shebech wasn't as shining and as clear. And we didn't look at Torah Shebech and recognize all of the Torah Shabbat Peh immediately. We didn't. Originally, we did. Originally, we would see in the Torah, just like Rashi says, Aseris Hadibros symbolized, we would look at all of Torah Shebech at that moment, and understand everything that flows. We would look at the tefillin in the Pasuk, and we would know what tefillin looked like, and we would know what, uh, how to make them, and, and how to tie them. Hayeroen be'ineim, kol ilchas tefillin, v'kol alachem o'shem yisinai shebahen, gluyin u'mefurashin, anshalom nishar safik b'tzuras 
Habatim, Vaparshias, Vedirutuo, saying, we wouldn't have any suffix about it. For you, Nisrach Levarlem, Balpeh, we wouldn't need the explanation. Because our eyes would be open and we would uh, we would see it. Kihayulemi Nayim Pekuchos, Liros Bitochaksav, Kal Aramazim, Lukala Pratim. Vachain Kaldivre Agad of Isodos Hatorah. Everything, all of the Torah Shabbat, we would have been able to see in the Torah Shabbat. Kaldivre Musur, all the Sifri Nevi'im, all this, all the Torah Shabbat. Hakala Yeroim. But. Once we sinned at the Egel, then everything changed. Then everything changed. He has one more line relating to the previous state, line 46. But now that we have fallen, we have to do our research and try to figure out and darshan from the Torah Shabbat what used to be clear. But that is the uh, message of of Mishnah Torah, right? That's what the uh, Mishnah Torah is a emsai Torah shebechsav and Torah We used to at that point. At that point, we would have been able to to get it all, as the Avni Nezer says. He starts off, but um, now that we can't see it explicitly, that's why it, we have to actually get the Torah shebechsav separately. But that's Rev Solveitchik. Um, again, the first point, not exactly the same point. He said the uh, Dvarim used to be Torah Shabbat Peh, and then Moshe Beno wrote at the end of his life Torah Shabbat and that was always the goal. That was always the goal. There was nothing that was negative. The Shemi Shmuel says a, a related point that if we would have lasted on the level, then the entire Torah, the entire Torah, we would have been able to get and see all of the Torah Shabbat Peh um, inside of it um, with clarity, but that wasn't. That wasn't meant to be. But he does also say, similar to Rav Salvechik, that the Mishnah Torah, Moshe, Mipiatzvo Amra, it is the Emtsa'i, between the Torah Shebech and the Torah Shebalpeh, it is the trans- transition. We've quoted in past years, relating in a totally different context, relating to Megillus Esther. Rav Jolti has an article about Megillus Esther, where he discusses Rav Megillus Esther is the transition between Torah Shebech and Torah Shebech Mamish, because that was the last Sefer that got into Tanakh, and that's why there are differences in Megillus Esther, different than all other Sifrei Nevi'im and the Torah, right? You could write Nekudos, theoretically, a picture is where the Gemara says, Nikras Igeres, right? And it's called an Igeres, besides being called a Sefer, and uh, that reflects differences, because really, Rav Jolti developed the idea with many Rayas that the Megillus Esther is Torah Shabal Peh that is written down, but it has some elements of Torah Shabal Peh as well, because that's when its uh, Tanakh has ended, and we're going to the state of Torah Shabal Peh. Rav Salvechik said it's the opposite order. First, something started off as Torah Shabal Peh, and then became Torah Shabal and Megillus Esther later on in history was Torah Shabal and it becomes it has elements of Torah Shabal Peh. Okay. So now we continue with Rashi at the beginning of the parsha. Ela hadvarim. These are the words. Asher diber Moshe al kol Yisrael that Moshe said beever hayarden in ever hayarden ba midbar ba rava molsuf ben parnu ben tofel v'lavan v'chatziros v'dizahav. As Chazal understand, Moshe is in one place. Moshe is giving them this tochacha. He's in arvos moav beever hayarden. Uh, Bamidbar, Ba'arava. And then we have all these other uh, geographical place, uh, geographical uh, notes and hints. And Chazal tell us that these weren't really places. Right? The, Gemara, the Rashi tells us, Amar, uh, Amar, different, different Gersos in the Rashi. 
uh, either Amr of Yochanan um, or Amr of Shimon Bayachai. Often we have in Gemara Amr of Yochanan Mishum of Shimon Bayachai, even though they were generations apart. But maybe he had a Mesorah. We don't have any place named Tofel and Lavan. Two of the places mentioned in this Pasik. Ella hochichan al hadvarim. Really, it was musr. Every place is uh, allusion to something that they complained about or they did wrong. Taflu tafel v'lavan is taflu al haman shehu lavan. They complained. They complained about the man which was white. Sha'amru v'nafshenu katsa balechem haklokel. Right. That's tafel and lavan. And parin is another avera, and chateris is another avera. Ask the Eish Tamid here. Um, why Dafka is the man called by the Torah here, the remez that's chosen is Lavan, right? White, right? It was white, right? Whatever the color is, we don't know exactly what the man looked like. We daven, maybe you bought a base amigdash and we'll take out the aron and we'll take out the bottle of man and we'll see exactly what the man looked like. Um, but what's the, what's the emphasis? Like, why is that so important to note that the Torah picks up on that detail of its appearance uh, to allude to the Musr that Moshe Rabbeinu was given. Line is this the most appropriate language? Okay, it's white. So why does that? Why is that uh, so significant? Why is that so significant to call it that? And also, why is that so significant to be Marami's the Tluna? The, the uh, complaining. What does that have to do with the complaining? So it's white. The Torah wouldn't have called it white if that had nothing to do with the the Avera that we did by the complaining. And then he even says, I've got a question by the Mepharshim, and that is, how in the world did they complain? About the man. It was food. And the Chazal tell us, The man tasted like whatever you wanted it to taste like. So we can You want to taste fish? You want to taste uh, watermelon? But you told me, but what's called a tamim sheba olam? Kibisho Deresh is a Gemara, the Gemara in Yuma, right? The Dafim about the man, Ayn Hey, Ayn Vav. Just like the child, the baby, when he nurses, he tastes all the delicious taste that a person could could uh, imagine. Right, and they found all the tastes. So what exactly were they arguing about? Chazal say you came and it was prepared and it was edible. Harei she'in lecha ba'olam. He says on line twenty three, lechem mishubach mizeh. There's nothing that would be no better bread in the world. She'efshar luton ba'kol ma'ashiyirtu. V'tamua imkain ma'makom ishlis onein alav. How could they complain? V'lomer nafshino katsa ba'lechem haklokel. So how could it be? Um, how could there be um, any any uh, complaining about this? Good. Says the Gemari. Says on line twenty nine. Says on line twenty one. Gemari biyoma dareshes ala pasuk hamachil chamam ba midbar asher lo yadon avosech lemana noschal lemana sosech leitivcha. The man was a nisayon. Lemana no nasoscha. Right. The man was a nisayon. How was the man uh, a nisayon? Right. Nisayon is usually something challenging, something difficult. So how was this a 
a uh, a Nisayan so a different two different days in the Gemara there that by Indalid Rav Ami and Rav Asi. Chadamar one day is Enadom and Mishayish Lapas Basalo and Mishayim Lapas Basalo. Number one, maybe it was a test that the month didn't fall all at once. Right, the Gemara, remember the Gemara Dafayin Vav, the Talmud asked Rosh Hashanah by Yochai, why don't, why doesn't Hashem make the month fall once a year? Why every day? So the answer is that Kodesh wants to see us every day, but also it it requires emuna. I have the man, the man fell today. Every night they went to sleep with nothing in the cupboard. Every night they went to sleep not knowing. Okay, the man fell today. Who knows about tomorrow? It was miraculous. So maybe that was the test to keep the emuna in the face of of not having paspasalo. The chad amr and the other day is one who sees and eats and one who doesn't see and eat. And Rashi emphasizes that they tasted in the man all the different tastes that they wanted, but they didn't see. They didn't see the food. It tasted the same. It was all the same man. It just tasted differently. Tasted lippery. And that's even a rem as the Gemara brings that a suma, a blind man, Ochel ve'eno soveya. There's not complete, there's a lack in the satiation if we can't see. Part of eating is the seeing, it's the presentation, is, is what we're eating, and, and we can see it, that adds to the, to the um, experience of satiation. So says the, according to that opinion of the Gemara, that was the inui, that was the test of the man. They didn't see it. They didn't see it. Says that's that's what's being emphasized here. What did Benayisol complain about? Yeah, we taste it, but you know we can't see it. All we have is the man connected our eyes, meaning we only see the man. We don't see steak. We don't see um, um, fruit. We don't see a salad. We don't see any, we don't see the food that we're thinking about. So that was the, what they were complaining about, and that's the emphasis of calling it white, focusing on its appearance, because that's what they complained about. Line twenty. If. It, its appearance would have been different, just like its taste is different. Why must learn and love cloud? They wouldn't have complained about it. This is the ultimate, the ultimate gastronomical experience. Imkain mitziyazush was always white, building mishtana. That was the problem, and they focused on what they didn't have, not the what they did have. Right, seeing the cup half empty, they had the man. It tasted like everything. They couldn't see it. The man didn't change. They didn't, Hashem didn't do that. Nice. Maybe that was the test. The test was, are you going to be able to take this matana from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and not focus on what you don't have in the matana, but focus on what you do have in the matana? Kalei Yisrael were not successful in this, and that's why they complained. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu gives them Musr here, and the Torah alludes to it with Tofel and, and Tofel on love. Okay, by the way, I forgot to mention today's she is sponsored. Le'ilu Nishvas, my mother, Aleha Shalom, whose first yard site is today. Chanasar Abbas Harav Michal Shimon. We continue. Says the Pasik, continuing the places. And Moshe Rabbeinu starting to, starts, starting to give them Musar. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Achanasar Yom Echorev, 11 days were from Chorev until Kadesh Barnea. And it could have been very quick to go in. On the first day of Shvat, in the 40th year. Dibre Moshe, right? Six weeks before Moshe Rabbeinu passes away, 
Right, all of Sibadvarim is six weeks. Diber Moshe El Kal Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to all of all Bnei Yisrael. Kachal Shetziv Hashem Oso Alehem, as Moshe as Hashem told him to um, to say. Achrayach Oso is after Sichon and Og. Right now they're about to go in. Bevar Yadim Beres Ba'av. Ho'il Moshe Be'eres Atorah Zoslemar. Moshe starts explaining. Moshe starts explaining all of the all of the uh, all of the Torah. Says Rashi, Ho'il means Hitchil, Be'eres HaTorah, B'Shivim Lashon Pirshalahem. Seventy languages. He explained the Torah in seventy languages. That's Be'eres HaTorah, Zos Leymar. He explained it. The question the Mepharshim asked, the Shem HaTov in the fourth volume, in source number five, asks, what was the purpose of, of, of uh, explaining it in seventy languages? How many languages did Ben Yisrael speak at that time? They came from Mitzrayim, they've been in the desert. So how many languages did they speak? Right, especially with the knowledge of, of later on in history, the, the Gemara and Megillah Daftest, the Septuagint, and the fact that this looked at as a tragedy, one of the three reasons we fast on Asar Bateves. So what exactly um, was the Kavana uh, of Moshe writing it and explaining it in 70 languages? Venera Pashut, says the Shem Anato. It seems simple and straightforward. To Balalamid, what's the message? As Moshe Rabbeinu is about to take leave, Moshe has to give them many, many messages. All of Sefer Dvarim is Moshe Rabbeinu giving him, giving them messages uh, to take with them forever. V'nira pasha debalo mod, lolamid, da Torah eina mugbelas b'shum ofan, le'eza makom o le'eza zman. The Torah and a life of Torah is not limited in time or in space. Ela b'chol eifo she'yimsu akal Yisrael b'chol makomaz b'shvo sehem. Wherever a Jew might be, and whenever a Jew might live, doesn't matter. Wherever a Jew is, Torah is shayach, Torah is relevant. Pizureim benidnu dehem, migola achar gola, v'chin b'chozmam and azmanim, on the top now, source 6, sheyu nimsoim srichem ladas, everyone has to know, we always have to know wherever we are in the world. Shagam ha-Torah holechas v'nodedes l'sham itam biyachat. The Torah goes with us and continues with us. V'tzrichem l'hisalos, me'oso makom me'oso zman, we have to do what we can to raise ourselves up in every single situation, wherever we find ourselves, in every generation, and not to take everything from the society within which we live. And what? The Torah has to be the anchor. The Torah has to define our lives. He quotes the Darshanim. We mentioned this before, and he quotes it from the Darshanim. The Gemara asks in Shabbos Lamed Aleph, or mentions the six questions that were going to be asked. Or said to us, Kavati Itim La Torah. Set the Itim. Did you set aside time for Torah? Which Pashas is, did you set aside time for learning Torah? But on a deeper level, did you set the Itim to the Torah? Did you keep the Torah as the anchor? Or the opposite. Did we make the Torah fit into the Itim? Whatever the Itim are at that time. Says the Shemana Tov, that's what Moshe Rabbeinu did here. Right when he gave the Torah and he was taking leave and he was writing the Torah down... It doesn't matter. Rich, poor, comfortable, not comfortable. Whatever life brings us, we have to do what we can to relate the Torah to our lives.
That's the message of the 70 languages. And he says maybe this is also what's alluded to in the Rashi in Parsha Shlach. When the Torah tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu said the Meraglim, and Nishlacha Anashim, and also the repeat. He quotes it here from the, the repeat of the story of the Meraglim later on in Pazach of Gimel. Nishlacha Anashim Lefanenu, Viachperulanu Esaretz, Viyashivo Osanu Davar. They'll return to us, Viyashivo Osanu Davar. What does Rashi say there? What language do they talk? That was part of the me- uh, the message, that was part of the mission that Moshe Rabbeinu gave them. Figure out what language they talk. So they didn't move on. What does that matter? Who cares what language they talk in that country? Right, they're Meraglim, they're spies, they need to do no uh, military strategies. What is that to tell us? Ella says the Shem it fits to what we're saying. It's emphasizing. To know exactly how to relate the Torah, the Osomakom, Lachra Kibush. You gotta know what language they're talking, know a little bit about the society, and then you'll be able to relate the Torah to that, to that society and to that language. And he says this is also the point. He quotes this from the Belzarebi, who says on the Pasik of Yahafta, many Pshatim, Rashi already quotes two Pshatim on what does it mean with all your hearts? not Libcha, Rashi quotes Bishne Yitzrecha, your Yitzer Tob and your Yitzhara. Or your heart shouldn't be against Hashem. Rashi is saying that you have to love Hashem. means we shouldn't think Hashem made a mistake. We shouldn't think that Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you know, there's something that should be done. There's a certain bracha I should be getting that Hashem did it give me. Hashem, you forgot. You remember me? I remember Eov Chasvasham. I think you got mixed up. I think you thought I'm Oyev and not Eov. Chasvasham, Kvira. Bechol Levavcho, Yatunak Kadosh Baruch has everything uh, ready for us. He quotes from the Belzarebi on line thirty. Deratzalomar Shaloyi Lo Cheshbon Shahamakom Shebo Nimsa Eno Mesul Galachay Votora Veinlo Efsharis Lechioski Yehudi Aduk Batora. You might think that the place and the time that you live in, it's the can't. The Torah can't thrive. The Torah can't prosper in this time period. Go against the flow. I can't. And other excuses. That's what it's bechol levavcha shelo yehi bechaluk al hamakom al hamakom not dafka Hashem as the makom but the place don't your heart shouldn't be chaluk shouldn't think on the makom that you're in that Torah can't survive shelo yehi bechaluk al hamakom amisuyam el dafka baoso makom atayyo chalakiyat that spot where you're in you could do it right the chavetz chaim remember on parsha shmos hamakom asherato made alav admas kodesh. The place that you are standing is holy ground. That makom. Don't don't think that where you're standing, you can't make it and you can't thrive and you can't uh, succeed. Right? You can. That's the Torah in seventy languages. Seventy languages. So number one, seventy languages because the Torah 
uh, could apply in every single situation. Number one. Number two, you get that from the Kavati Itzam Torah. Number three, you get that from the Maraglim, and we also get that from the Belzerebi's shot of your heart shouldn't be chaluk al hamakom. Four different uh, applications of this of this idea. Okay, Baruch Hashem, we continue. Says the pasuk Moshe Rabbeinu now continues reviewing uh, Jewish history. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I, I pasuk test. I, I, I couldn't carry you alone. Hashem has made you so plentiful, so plentiful. I can't, uh, I can't uh, do it myself. Can't do it myself. The pasuk we read in the Eicha tune. Moshe Rabbeinu appoints some helpers. Right, not all these words are said later, but they're called here. Anashim, right? Men tzadikim. Rashi says. Chachamim, right, that's a wise. Nivonim, also understanding. Rashi, mevinim davar mitoch davar. Viduim, l'shiftechem. Known. They're known. Va'asimeim, barashichem. And I will place them at your heads. Va'asimeim, barashichem. Rashi quotes, va'asimeim, chaser yud. Rashi quotes, chaser yud, so it could be translated as ashama. Right, there's a question about we have we have a yud. We have a yud in our in our version. But Rashi quotes Vaasimeim uh does not have a yud, and therefore it's from the word Asham. Asham Milamed, Shaashmosein Sho Yisrael Tsluyin Barashe Dayonehem. Right, to teach me that maybe it's Asham, Asham Birashechem, that the leaders, the leaders have the responsibility. Leaders have the responsibility for everyone. Shahayalam Limchos, Rashi says, the leaders should complain and stand up. And to uh, direct the people to follow the proper the proper path. So what does that mean? So so it's missing. Rashi uh, says it's missing a yud as a reference to Asham. But we have a yud. We have a yud. So Alderach Jush, Alderach Jush says the Basayin, says the Basayin the Avracher. Source number seven. Many stories, beautiful stories about the Basayin. Uh, but now we'll just learn his Torah. Right? He asked the Kasha. He doesn't accept the fact that Rashi and us. He says, what do you mean? In all the Torahs, we have a Yud. So what is Rashi saying? That Chaser. And if you psukim from now, it says, And I will place, and I will give. Right? So why Davke here does it say, So says the Basayin, maybe there's a Remez here. Maybe there aren't any Machlokas about the Mesoras. Rashi is saying maybe a Remez, a hint. To whether there is a yud and there's not a yud, and there is a uh, a musr message here. The Shalom Rebbeiderach Remes Kinoda. It is known Shemi Shenishmana Alatzibur. Somebody is appointed a leader. Tsarech Lios Bebechinas Anava Veshiflus Beemes. There has to be humility. A person will not succeed as a leader if he thinks too much of himself. He has to have humility. Veshiflus Beemes. True. A true feeling of humility. Again, humility doesn't mean I'm a nothing. It just means I recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives me everything and I'm just a servant of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And there's nothing special about me. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that gives me any talents that I have. But one needs to have that. To lower, to minimize his own stature. And to be And to bring people up, but it's all for Kvot Shemayim. 
If that's true, if a person, if a leader could do that, and he's he's an anav, then he's called a yud. A yud is the smallest letter. Ketana sheba osios, a little yudala. This leader is a is a yud. Because he's small. He holds himself small. Hamaramezas abuchinas hashifus. Amnam says the basayin. Mishinismana let's see bor veinu bechinas anavakal. If somebody is a leader and they're not humble, they don't have the yud. They're called chaser yud, and chaser yud. They're ashamed. Then they're guilty. Then they're because they're not using the power and the authority that Hakadosh Baruch Hu has given them in the appropriate way. They raise themselves up. So if you have a yud, that's anava, right? The yud is anava. Chaser yud. So chaser yud is. Um, someone who does, who is lacking the anava, someone who thinks too much of himself, and then they're going to be ashamed. Well, Azeh Yeshlomar says the Basai, and that's what Rashi is alluding to here. The Lazer Kasavatora Lashon Vaasimeim Lorames Shekshamamuna Nismana Latzibur Vu Bebechinas Anava Bebechinas Yud Ketana. If they have the little Yud, Azhu Vaasimeim Brashechem, beautiful. And, and I'll place that person as a head, and he'll be successful as a head. But if the mamuna, if the appointee is not an anav, so then then they'll be without the yud, which is asham, right? Which is guilt. And that is uh, what Rashi is is telling us. And then he even adds, he adds from the Rav Hakadosh Polonia one of the early Hasidic masters. Moshe Rabbeinu writes in Parshas Baloscha, in the Torah writes, Va'ish Moshe Anav Ma'od. Moshe was forced to write that, Va'ish Moshe Anav Ma'od, because he was the ultimate Anav or Shifla Be'emes, says the Rav HaKalajbi Polonia, Moshe Rabbeinu, the word, the word Anav, without a Yud. There's no Yud in there. It's Ayin, Nun, Vav. Because Moshe Rabbeinu felt that he didn't have a Yud. He wasn't humble in that way. And therefore, he was chaser yud, and he wrote it anav, ayin nun vav. He didn't hold himself as an anav. Really, we know he had the yud. He had the yud. But he says maybe that's even alluded to in these psukim right here in front of us. We have the previous pasik. We have Lavadi. Moshe Rabbeinu says, how could I bear alone? How could I bear alone to be a leader? So he says, maybe it could be read, levad yud. Echa Esa, how could I bear? Levad Yud, meaning I don't have a Yud. I'm not humble. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm not an Anav, so how could I be an appropriate leader? Right, bring, with the Yud, he says, get other people that have the Yud. Because Moshe Rabbeinu did not hold himself so high, and that is what's alluded to. Yud, Chaser Yud, the Gavus of Moshe Rabbi. Okay. So we continue and we have, of course, the repeat of the Meraglim, which relates to Tishabav, which is uh, this week. And Chazal tell us that we know the order, the Megillus Eicha, are all written in order, Aleph except the pay, pay, the pay and the Ayin are switched. The pay comes first because they put in their pay, Mashallah Ra, Ha'ayin. So let's keep that in mind. As we see, I know I gave you Rabbi Fran first, but first let's look at um, the Apirion, which is on page uh, 7. 
from Rav Shlomo Gansfried in his commentary on the Torah, and then we'll get back to Rabbi Friand, who talks about this idea as well. Says the Apirion, source number 11, on a Pasuk in Eicha, but it's about the Chet of the Meraglim, which is still in our Parsha, but it obviously relates to both. The Pasuk says, Cry at night, double cry at night, and her tear is on her cheek. What is the emphasis of the tear on a cheek? That's, that's no, when you cry, when somebody cries, the tears go on the cheek. Goes straight down. Right? What's the emphasis of Dim Why is that part of the tragedy description? Maybe one idea is the tears are on the cheek. Usually we say tears go up to Shamayim. Remember the Gemara? The Shari Demos are never closed. So maybe what, that's what Yermio is referring to that these tears don't seem to have made a Roshim upstairs. They seem to have been left on the cheek. One idea. For Isi Mishapirish. And then he says the Amarti Lahosef says the Arif Shlomo Gansri, the Baal Kitzur Shulchanarach says, Kia Kefel Bachotifke Balahoros al Ribuyabachi. There's a lot of crying. Falaila Kinu Latsara, there's a lot of crying on the Tsara. Vidimasa Alechya, what does that mean? Alafiani is Daiti skip to the next paragraph. Yeshloma Vidimasa Alechya ki isa bemedrish, Vihuva Barashi. Rashi quotes it in Eicha Paragimel, as I just said outside. They said with their mouth what they didn't see with their eyes. That's the pat before the ayin. Their problem, they, we were punished based on what? We sinned with our mouths. Right? We were diltar in Baal Lashon Hara on Eretz Yisrael, that was by Yisrishon, by Yisheni Sinas Chinam, and what we said, and that's Vedim we're crying Alechia for what we did with our cheeks. Cheeks is a reference to the Dibor, we move our, our, our cheeks, our uh, cheekbones when we talk. That's the Dim we cried. Again, the first shot he says, it didn't go up, and number two, we cried because of what we did with our mouths. What we did with our mouths. Says Rabbi Friend now, back on the previous, the, in, the, in the power of Avart, he quotes this idea of uh, and he talks about Lashon Hara, how Lashon Hara is when we talk about something we did not see. And he says, wouldn't it at least, this Lashon Hara is such a large area that we have to work on, but even, what if we, you know, we can't just not talk about other people totally, but maybe if we just cobble upon ourselves, not to say something we didn't see. <laughs> That's already, that would already be a huge tikkun. Don't say something that you didn't see. And he says, this is alluded to even in the halacha of Hilchus Saras. We know Saras, as Chazal tell us, is based on a number of averas, but the main one is Lashon Hara. And Rabbi Friend quotes now, on the right side, he says, the halacha is that a Kohen has to be the one that declares Saras, as we know. Uh, and it doesn't matter who the Kohen is, even if the Kohen is a katan, a shoteh, Right? What happens if the local Orthodox Kohen is not a scholar and doesn't know how to determine whether a nega is saras or not? We summon a scholar who knows the halachas. You can have a Yisrael who knows all the halachas. Yeah, and Yisraelim have to know kolatarakula. And he tells the Kohen whether he should deem the nega pure or impure. 
who are placed the person into temporary seclusion until his nega either spreads, changes, or goes away. But even after the scholar has already announced the ruling, it does not go into effect until the Kohen makes the pronouncement. Which Kohen? The Ramam tells us it could be a katan, it could be a shoteh. The Chacham tells them what to say, and he says it. But the halacha is, the Mi'iri quotes in Sanhedrin, he quotes, a Summa Kohen can't. A blind Kohen can't declare. Le'ene mara Kohen. Right? Le'ene. Le'ene a Kohen. Why? Apiashkafa. Why should a blind coin be excluded while a katan and a shota are included? Because the point of tsaras, which is connected to Lashon Hara, Lashon Hara is about, you say something that you didn't see. Tsaras has to be then something that is declared based on what was seen. Because that's the tikkun. He quotes that from the Talna Rebbe. The tendency to spread rumors that we haven't witnessed with our own eyes. That's the Lashon Hara. So the tikkun for that is only... When the coin declares something that he has seen. And that's why Dafka Suma needs to be excluded. Suma needs to be excluded on the next page. If we would accept upon ourselves not to be gossip that we don't even know to be true because we haven't seen it with our own eyes, how much Lush and Hara would we cut out? And he says that's what it is. A Kohen who cannot see, cannot rule on any sort of nega because if he would, he would pass judgment on something he hasn't seen with his own eyes. A key cause of the very sin the Nege is sent to eliminate. So it's a large area. The Chavetz Chaim put it on the map, but we have to do what we can to try to do our best in this in this challenging area of Ben Adam Lechavera. Okay, we continue with one final thought on the Parsha, and then we'll mention a thought on relating to Tisha B'Av. So the Torah tells us that we complained. We complained about going into Eretz Yisrael, and we were scared we were scared. We didn't want to go in. V'loavisem lalos. V'tamrus pi Hashem alokechem. Moshe Rabbeinu tells us, "You rebelled against Hashem your God." V'tiragnu balechem atomru. Pasuk zayin. You complained. You murmured in your tents. B'sinas Hashem osanu hosiyanu miyatz b'shrayim. Hashem hates us. Hashem hates us, and that's why He took us out of Mitzrayim to kill us, to kill us by the on the hand of the Emoraim. Rashi quotes uh, that this is an example of what we call in modern uh, psychology projection. I feel a certain way about you, so I say that that's the way you feel about me. Rashi quotes, What is in your heart about the one, your friend, is what you say he feels about you. And that's why they say here, But Hashem hates us. Hashem hate, really, they hated Hashem. How can we go up? Our brethren melted our hearts, saying, "Am gadol menu. The nations there are huge. Arim cities, fortified cities in the heavens. We saw we saw giants. Rashi. Arim Huge cities in the heavens. Dibru The ksuvim speak in exaggeration. What cities in the heavens? There are no cities in the heavens. Red Havai is is a um, is exaggeration. The Sifsechacham here quotes from Rashi and Mesechas Chulon and Dapsadi Loshen Hediot Shein Medavdek Bidvarov Umotzimi Piv Davar Sheino Loshi is Kavin Lasheker Ella Lo Duck. Right, not so Medavdek. It's a Havai. Unusual to say that about the Torah. The Torah is not Medavdek. So maybe the Torah is just speaking, right? But Loshen Guzma, Loshen Guzma. But maybe there's another idea. Says Rav Schwab. 
Says Yoshev, if it's not true, why does the Torah say this? It could have just said huge. It didn't have to say Bashamayim. It didn't have to say Bashamayim. So says Yoshev, V'yitachin line 9, source number 12, in Mayan Beis HaShoeva. V'yitachin shal kapanam ishpazer remes ledvar emes. Maybe there's an allusion to something here that's true. Shari besov Sefer Yoshua at the end of Sefer Yoshua Mefurish. Shahayu arim be'eretz Yisrael shalom nichmashu bimei Yoshua. As we know, throughout the Nevi'im, Yoshua, Shoftim, Shmuel, there were cities that we never conquered. They always say, and these cities weren't conquered. There were cities that were unconquered throughout our conquest. This is Shekemosh Nehmer La'Avraham. Why weren't those cities conquered? Okay, it was our fault. But it was also part of the divine plan. As we know, there's always a balance between what we do, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is also behind the scenes. We have Bechir Chavshis, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is also behind the scenes, willing the world to come to its destiny. So what does the Pazak say in Lech Lecha? Kilo Shalem Avon Ha'emoriyadheinah. It wasn't time for them to be removed by Hakadosh Baruch Hu, right? It wasn't their their avon wasn't shalim until then, right? The quotes of Gemara and Sota, right? Until it's time. So maybe that's what it means. They are huge and bitsuros, not just bitsuros. Fortif- they're fortified in heaven. They're protected in heaven. Maybe that's alluded to in the Arim Gdolos, Arim Gdolos Bashamayim. Interesting. Okay, a couple of thoughts on Megillus Echa as we get ready for Tisha B'av. We're still davening that it should be a Yantif, but right now it's not, um, hasn't happened yet. So first, two thoughts, two small thoughts. From uh, Rav Chaim Kinevsky, once on the first pasuk in Eicha and once on the last pasuk in Eicha, or the second to the last pasuk, Chaim Kinevsky points out that most of the Megillah is not about the Churban. That's not the main topic. He named Megillah Zu Source Thirteen Yisharichus Gedola Alinyane Atzaris Sheiruli Yisrael. We talk about all the Tzaris that happened maybe at the time of the Churban, and maybe on the on the death of Yoshio. Aval Etzem Achurban Abayis Lo Herech Kolkach. And one would think the Eicha should be all about the Beis Amigdash. And it's not. It's about related Galus, Tsaras. So if Chavkievsky says, because ultimately, as we know, the Gemara, Rashi and Tosas quoted in Kedush Alam and Aleph, ultimately taking the Beis Amigdash was, was a Nechama. Right? That we weren't punished. Really, we deserve to be punished. The Beis Amigdash didn't do anything wrong. It was the occupiers of the Beis Amigdash. It was B'nai Yisrael. We deserve to be punished. So we're not going to talk about how terrible it was because that's really just a, a mashkon, as Chazal tell us. It was a security that Kodesh Baruch Hu took instead of us. So we're not going to complain so much about it. Your miyoa and Avialis did it. That's at the beginning. A comment on the beginning of, of Eicha. But at the end, we know the Pasuk that we say, we chant again, the second to last Pasuk, where we say it all out loud. Hashivenu Hashem Eilecha Vinashuva. Right? We repeat, we say, Hashem, return to us. And we will return to you. In Eicha Rabbah, the Medrash tells us, Amro Knesset Yisrael Lefnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu. B'nei Yisrael say to Hashem, Hashivenu, return to us. 
Amr lehem, and Hashem says to us, Shalachemu, it's up to you. Shenem ar shuva elai, v'yashuva aleichem. Hashem says, you return to me and I'll return to you. What's going on here? Hashem, shevinu, Hashem elach, v'yashuva, shuva elai, hainu, says Rav Chaim Kenevsky, shenechleku mitzorach lahatchil. Who has to come first? We need to come back. Who has to be the one that's mochel on their covid and just say, okay, I've had enough, I want the relationship back. Who has to be the vatran? They're arguing. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, we have to. Kodesh Baruch Hu Amar, she'hein tzrichin l'hatchil. We have to. Right? Shuvu alai, v'yashuvu aleichem. And, hainu di'im lokein in kan b'chira. Right? If Hashem comes first, we lose our b'chira chavshas, as the Ramam describes in Ilchot Shuvah. We have to take the first step. Hashem will meet us. Right? But you have to be molichin. You have to be rotalelech. You have to be on that path. Hashem wants us to choose because we don't have Bechira. So what is Yermio saying at the end here? If we have to go first, when we were saying to Hashem, Hashem, return! See, he says, beautiful. Maybe the word Hashivenu is already a return. When we say to Hashem, please return to us, that itself is our returning. It's expressing what we want, and that itself is already a Hashivenu. Sabar, the Kivan, Sha'amar, Hashivenu, Zekfar Nikra, Shehiktim. Right? If we say, Hashivenu, please come back, that, that's, that's us first. We are taking the first step. Vakarish Barachu is Kim Ludvarav, and Hashem was Maskim, Kidimucha, Bavazara Dafei, Vichulu. So, Hashivenu, Hashem, Hashivenu is our coming back, and in that way, asking Akarish Barachu to, to return us. And as we say that, maybe we could think of the Yemos HaMashiach, we can think of the time that we daven for so deeply and so intensive, intensively, we can think of the words of Rebbe Levi Yitzchak. Rebbe Levi Yitzchak, says, we'll, we're going we're gonna to still have Eicha. We're going to still have Eicha in the future. And maybe even we're going to say Shechianu on the Megillus Eicha. But even those who have a minog of reading Megillus, most shuls do not say a Shechianu on Eicha, even if reading it from a klaf. But Rebbe Levi Yitzchak says, maybe when Mashiach comes, we'll read the first Pasuk differently. We'll read the first passage differently. Source 14. La'asin lavo, yikru as megillah seicha in bercha shachianu. We'll read it with a shachianu. V'yifreshu osaki delalon. And we'll explain it as follows. Eicha yashva vadad ba'ir. Or ha'ir. Right? Woe to the city. The city that sat alone. But that's up until now. But now? Rabasiyam. Rabasiyam. Look how many people have come back. Now look at it. Ad ata. Up until now. Ha'isa ka'almana. Up until now, it was like a widow. But now, Rabasi Bagoyim, Sarasi Bamdinos. But now, everyone wants a piece of Yerushalayim. Haisal Amas and all the other cities and countries even pay tribute. Shekola Umos Malim Masli Yisrael. Adachshav, up until now. It's only a question of where you put the commas. Adachshav, Abachotiv Kebalayla. Vidim Asalachia, we were crying. But now, Ein Menachim Lo. We don't need any Menachemim. And all becomes friends, and Yerushalayim again becomes the center of the entire universe. It is, but it becomes publicly known as the center. You hear us know that it happens very quickly in our day, and we shall all be zochet to the days of Yimosa Mashiach, the days of Tchias HaMesim, the days that we say, Bila Mavas Lanesach, Omoach HaShem Elokim Dimam Kapanim, and again, today she is sponsored, Lili Nishmasi Mimorasi, Chanasar Abbas, Harab Mechel Shimon, Beth HaShem, next time we pick up, with Nechama Nechama, Shabbos Nachamu, Parshas Vo'eschanan.